Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome into the latest episode of Floors Yours. This is Ethan Skolnick. I'm here with Greg Sylvander, Alex Toledo, Alphonse Sidney. This is the usual crew of five on the floor. We're calling this the first official off-season Floors Yours. We were on here the other night. Of course, we've done some postseason podcasts. Uh, check out the one that Alex and I did on Victor Oladipo possibility, and check out the one that I did with Alf and with Greg on. What do we do it on? Oh, Giannis and Bam, right? So we won't get into all of that too much tonight. Make sure you check us out, not only on our podcast feeds and on our YouTube channel, but on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're er- there every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. That will continue throughout the offseason, however long this offseason is. Also, check out 5reasonsports.com, 5reasonsports.com, Brady Hawk. I can't get to stop. I can't stop Brady from writing. Every three minutes, he's texting me. Can I put up another article? It's it's, it's a machine. I don't. Does he? Does he go to school? Does he go to school. <laughs> Let's hope no truancy officers are watching. I'm gonna say he's like Bart. He's our Bart Simpson. Uh, by the way, don't. <laughs> I I said this earlier today on on another show that I was doing. Never allow a six year old to watch the Simpsons movie. Not age appropriate. Classic. Not age, appro- not age appropriate. What, what parts are you referring to specifically? That he did like all of it. All of it. Uh, it. It's it's not it's not the it's a Simpsons. great movie. Like the Simpsons Sunday Show is kind of but but the Simpsons movie from two thousand seven <laughs> is on South Park levels. It's not it's 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 not watchable for a six year old child, especially a precocious one. It's not good. Was it the cartoon penis or what? Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> okay. At least I, that, that that's that's like a quick spot though. It's like not that long. Yeah. Ba-dum-boom. I don't even know where to go with that. All right, so let's just continue the program here. Uh, floor's yours. Pause. Talk a little bit of Miami Heat basketball. And we're going to talk about the one topic that kind of dominated Twitter today after the Le'Veon Bell thing sort of played out with the Dolphins, which is James Harden. And the reason we're going to talk about James Harden tonight is because I, I will tell you now that our friend George Sinano has been telling me now for, what, four months that Daryl Morey and and and, and uh, Mike D'Antoni were going to be blown out of Houston. Like this is not a big surprise that Morey is going to be gone. In fact, I think I intimated it to you guys a few times on five on the floor. So it's it's not a surprise that Daryl Morey is gone. But of course, now that Daryl Morey is gone, he was the architect of the Harden trade. He is the one that sort of stole Harden from Oklahoma City, built the team around him when a lot of people didn't think that necessarily you could do that. Rebuilt the team around him like three times. And now he's gone. We don't know where he's going. Philadelphia would have seemed like a good option. I don't know where the other general manager jobs are at this stage. There aren't a whole lot of them. Uh, but do you think, before we get into the heat, because I'm arguing with Chef Trilly and a whole bunch of other people, including our Slim from Ballscast on Twitter about this, do you think that Houston would even move James Harden, Alex? 
I mean, honestly, it's interesting. From what I can tell right now, it's all just speculation. It's, you know, just from uh, all of us reacting to Mori being out, Tony being out. It just makes a lot of sense, right? Like, from everything you hear, Tommy Fertitta is a terrible owner. He's a cheap owner. Uh, like, I, I don't think anybody likes him. <laughs> he is a Trump guy, by the way. Just going to throw that in there. Uh, but even then, it's just like, uh, I think that's why people are speculating that Harden is going to get traded at some point because it's just going to be a, a garbage shit show. It's not going to work with Westbrook. You know, I, I was, you know, I guess they got one more season to prove. But uh, as of right now, there, has, there haven't been any actual reports of a hardened trade or anything like that, right? No, of, nothing. Of, of anything I, like that I, happening in the future? No. Can I respond to one comment? Because this is going to come in a few times. Because I, I got this on Twitter a bunch today. This comes in from our friend Cookie Williams. Ethan, you said you don't want Harden, but you also said you didn't want Jimmy. I, I, I recommend you look at the context of my tweets about jimmy wait I wait was... there's no context in tweets <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't do context with cold takes here's here's what i tweeted about jimmy during that entire process i was for a trade before i was against it isn't that a mitt romney thing i was for a trade before i was against it okay boy i miss mitt romney i never thought i would say that i i <laughs> I wanted them to trade for Jimmy, was in favor of it, and then that process with Minnesota became ludicrous. And then, honestly, I did think it was a bit of a clown show, what was going on there in Minnesota, uh, in terms of the way that he was handling the situation. And so I did tweet once, out of about 30 tweets, that he wasn't worth the trouble, and I gave a list of the reasons why I was moving on from it. Okay, But I also wrote a column prior to Pat making the trade for Jimmy this past year, I can call it up on five reasonsports.com, which was very clear. Pat needs yeah, yeah. to make this trade, right? You, yeah, Paul? absolutely. I, I, I kind of, I, I know Al's going to play defense against the situation, <laughs> but you, you, you were saying on the trade in that moment, like don't cash in and like go through the negotiation process with the trade, right? It wasn't necessarily Jimmy. Maybe I'm, no, no, I'm no, defending no, you too I much. I frustrated with the process in part because I was spending 24 hours a day chasing it. And I did say at one point I had a list of things that I didn't think were worth it with Jimmy, me not understanding some of the context of that situation at the time. So I will, I will acknowledge that, but I will also tell you that the majority of the time I was in favor of the making a trade for Jimmy Butler. Okay. So I just want to be clear on that. I am not in favor of the making a trade for James Harden. Let, let's get to lucky. We don't have the tweet. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it very clear on that. Alf, do you think Houston should change? Is James Harden in your view, a player that you can win a championship with as your best player? Because that's what Houston has been banking on. Yes, of course he is. I mean, James Harden is, is incredible, but you have to put it with the right guys around him or, you know, a, you know, I feel like Chris Paul could have been that guy, but they, you know, I don't know where the, where the situation was. They were clashing. Chris Paul can't stay, can't stay. Kevin Durant, are you, are you doing, Warriors. are you doing the Fleetwood Mac thing where you're drinking I'm out of the juice bottle? Juice. I'm thirsty. <laughs> You know the guy in the skateboard. You guys have seen that with the when he's we got the ocean spray. Like, is this Ethan's version of it? This is this is my daughter's juice, and she's not going to be here for the next few days, so I'm allowed to. But you couldn't have put that in a cup right before the broadcast. My God, I didn't have time, man. I'm running around. Okay, my options were. I've got, it's like the headphones. I got, got some Jack Daniels over there. I wasn't going to grab that before the show. I should have. I got some Biscayne Bay, but I drank some of that at lunch because I actually had lunch with uh, with the guy who runs Biscayne Bay today. So. I may have a beer later. And then I had this and I was thirsty. Thank you. Donate to get me a cup. 499. Jesus. Christ. 
Anyway, um, yeah, you put the right guys around him, James Harden, of course. Like, if you put – and people are like, we don't want James Harden on the Heat. Calm the hell down. Ask yourself if James Harden was playing in the starting lineup for the Miami Heat instead of Tyler Hero, do they win a championship? Yes, they do. So shut up with the we don't want James Harden. He's not a Heat guy. He will fit in some way, somehow, right? There's no, there's no saying no to a talent like James Harden. So everybody get off of that you know, get off of that train. Cause it's just, to me, that's an absolutely, absolutely ridiculous thing to say. We don't want James Harden. What we won't give up for James Harden. Those are other, other, you know, conversations, but to just say flatly, you don't want a guy like James Harden on your team is simply and absolutely ridiculous. Like I said, you drop him on the Miami heat right now. They are, they are NBA finals. They probably won that thing in four or five. Right. So, wow. on, and that's on on one hand, but on the other hand, what do you give up for James Harden? And yes, can James Harden be the best player on your team? If you drop James Harden on the Heat right now, talent wise, uh, offensively, he would be the best player on the Miami Heat, and you could win a championship that way. You can't win when he <laughs> when PJ Tucker's your center. That's the only thing. Um, I, I said flatly, I don't want James Harden. So you're speaking directly to me. Greg, yes, do you want- get off that Greg- train. That's ridiculous. Greg- even. Well, maybe this is spikes. Greg, yeah. what do you- <laughs> Greg, do you want James Harden? Um, okay, so I'm going to give a long answer. I'm giving a long answer to this because that's just how I roll. So in a vacuum, absolutely. You don't turn down that type of talent. He is an elite level scorer. I have confidence that if the Heat were to make that trade, Spolstra will have vetted that situation. And I trust Spolstra to be able to feel uh, like he can, you know, kind of mold the offense around a guy like him, maximize him. You're talking about a cultured James Harden. This is a different James Harden than we've ever seen before. That would mean you would see the best version of James Harden that has ever played basketball. So at that point, I think like you kind of the elite level scoring and talent, you can't say no to it. This is why I'm a little hesitant to just like dive all in. Is that like, When you think about 2021, and I know that everyone wants to accelerate this timeline, to get James Harden, literally everyone except Jimmy and Bam is out. They're all gone. Every single one of them are gone in the trade. So then I have to ask myself, do I want that all those young players, all the depth that they have, the draft picks that they currently still own, and a max guy in 2021, or do I want James Harden, Bam, and Jimmy and see what happens? And that's like a tough that's a tough situation to to kind of navigate. This uh, I, that's all good stuff. Uh, there's a couple comments I want to react to. The question is: Is James Harden a dog? Let, let me ask you this: What do you make of the fact that James Harden's numbers in the playoffs always go down? He's a 33% three-point shooter in the postseason on extraordinarily high volume, and and don't don't give me that you know, effective field goal percentage, he's at 50, and so it's fine because he's shooting at that rate. You don't want your guy who's shooting 10 three-point attempts a game, shooting 33% from three and shrinking in the biggest moments. We just saw a guy who is a dog, Jimmy Butler, elevate his game. Can you name the game James Harden's done that in the postseason? What's the game? It came in here hey. that James Harden pushed the Warriors. Chris Paul pushed the Warriors. It, no, stop it, stop it, stop he it. Did. Yeah, but no, that's Paul not true. That series, they win I mean, series. look, man, I'm here to clown James Harden as much as anybody. <laughs> Me too. I love clowning him. Wait, wait. It's so fun. Like it's so fun. <laughs> it's easy. I, I, it's easy too. Exactly. It's just because you know you gave him the. It made you made it easy by comparing it to Dwayne, right? Like that, that's when people made it easy to make fun of James Harden. But when you're talking about James Harden for this Heat team, I'm absolutely with you guys. That's that's a talent that 
There's no way Pat is hey, not trying to trade that. for. You're with the two of them. With I'm the with Alpha Nate because I was actually exactly. kind of I was wondering if I was going to be the the only one tonight defending the Harden thing, and I was going to be getting yelled at. Uh, but no, I'm I'm glad that I'm it's it's not me this time. And basically, the Harden thing to me, man, I'm not really worried about the numbers dropping off. I think it has a lot more to do with the role, man. I think the way that D'Antoni has been running him out there the past few years, it's just like. The offense is so predictable over and over, whether you have Paul or Westbrook there, right? And I think, like, they had a lot of success for Westbrook, uh, obviously, until they ran into the Lakers. Uh, I I think it's got to do a lot more with that play style, man. Like, obviously, it's it's successful because Harden is a one-man offense, but that's not what they would be doing here, and I don't think that would be the the, the problem here. Like, I I don't believe that Harden is a 33% three-point shooter. I believe that he gets to that once he, you know, is kind of running the offense you know, 100% of the offense pretty much all season and goes up against t- uh, teams that game plan against them and just know, okay, he's going to have the ball in his hands almost all the time. They're easier to guard. It's almost kind of a similar thing to ha- that happened with uh, Giannis and Milwaukee. Exactly. Um, that's what you I'm don't guard him. You don't guard him the same, but you know what they're going to do. And I think that's kind of something that is a detriment to the Rockets. Harden and Paul pushed the Warriors. They were, I mean, a lot of people will tell you they were supposed to win if Paul didn't get hurt. That's not, that's not even where I'm going with this. They absolutely pushed the Warriors, so I, I I want I want him to get some respect there. He absolutely has taken a shit over himself in a bunch of big clutch games, so I think that's definitely a fair point. <laughs> but the other stuff is like I, I don't think he he would be uh you know in that same role here, and I think that's kind of the the theory that you sell yourself on is Spoke getting creative with the scoring talent like that, who's you know been a top okay, three MVP candidate for the past like five years. Alex, and, and I'll go to Alf on this. You guys keep, and I got a lot of this on Twitter. Spo will make it work. Spo will make it work. He'll make him play off the ball. He'll make him conform to the style. He'll make it so he doesn't bounce the ball for 22, two and a half seconds. And, and I have more faith in the Eric That's Spolster not how we played. Any, That's not how Harden played before D'Antoni, man. Probably any human alive. But Alex, can you explain this? Or maybe Alf can. Mike D'Antoni is, in a lot of ways, from a playing style standpoint, Eric Spolster's coaching mentor. Is Eric has said that. But they okay, have, okay, yes, no, okay, okay, wait, 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 D'Antoni yes, Dan Tony with the Suns, Dan Tony with the Suns, not Dan Tony with the Rockets, with all but that ISO what I'm ball. No, Dan Tony with the Rockets is a result of having James Harden. Like, no, James Harden with the Rockets. James Harden with the Rockets is a result of having Dan Tony. Like I don't, there's I, to me like I don't think so. th- there's not a guy who can effectively play with uh, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant for so many years, and all of a sudden becomes a guy that can't play off the ball at all, can't Ralph, defend. How do you explain? Okay, how do you explain the fact that Dan Tony went to New York, okay? He, he goes to New York. For, he, he has seven seconds or less in Phoenix. He goes to New York. He puts the ball in Chris Duhon's hands, of all people. And Chris Duhon was he had no guard assist a game, moving yeah. the ball, and then doing it with Jeremy Lin. Okay, Ethan, and Ethan, who comes to Houston and Harden's bouncing the ball for twenty four. Ethan, Harden, who put Harden at point guard? Dan, who took all the you. who took all the big men off of that team? Like those are D'Antoni, D'Antoni and Maury decisions. Like I'm not saying that Harden didn't love it. Listen. You know, if you gave my kids a bag full of candy, they're going to eat the candy. Harden is going to eat. Yo, or if you give if you give a grown man a bottle of strawberry peach juice and tell him he's about to be live streaming, of course he's not going to get a cup. He's going to drink it out of the bottle. So, <laughs> Harden, you put Harden as a kid in a candy store and said, "Hey, shoot as much you want, dribble as much as you want. Don't worry about playing defense." You know what happens? That's the Harden you get. You I'm think Harden Mike. comes down here to Miami? Let's let's just let's hypothetical. Let's talk, let's talk about what Greg's talking about. They empty the clip, right? Yes, he starts into Jimmy Butler. 
everybody's gone. You got Jimmy Butler, you've got Bam Adebayo, and you got James Harden at Tootsie's. And you're bringing him in to training camp, okay? And you're telling me that conversation with Spo, he's going to get James Harden to understand in this offense, we want to run motion. We want you to play off the ball. We will go to you to get to the line when we need you to, but we, we want this offense to flow. You think that James Harden, after what he's been allowed to do, whether you're saying Dan Tony forced him to do it or not, what he's been allowed to do for the past five years is suddenly going to become, I don't know, Carmelo Anthony in the Olympics. Okay. I don't think it has to be like what they do. I don't think it has to be that black or white, though. Like, I don't think Hardy will come here and they would make him, you know, be a part of a cog, a cog part of a, you know, the, 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 what's the phrase I'm looking for? The team is better than some of its parts. Like, I don't think they would try to sell him on that. I think they would try to sell him on, look, you would be one of many weapons here. We're still going to use the hell out of you and pick and roll. You're just not going to have the ball every single possession for 20 seconds of, of the time. Like we're going to be running actions. We're going to be running stuff around you. We're going to we're going to have guys around you moving. And when you don't have the ball and you are still going to have the ball, you're going to be doing stuff. You're going to be screening and moving around. He doesn't have to, you know, be exerting all types of energy. But there's a reason he wasn't doing all of that stuff. He hasn't been doing all of that stuff in Houston is because he has to have the ball in his hands all the time. <laughs> Listen, like, they they sold when they were talking to Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Spolstra explicitly said, "We can get you easier shots. Yeah. We can make your game better by getting you easier looks." I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't pitch the same way to him. It's not about uh, fitting into an offense and becoming like relegated to some nights you're going to be the third option. No, we're going to build this offense around you because truthfully, I don't know that Jimmy and Bam necessarily want that. So like exactly. Harden can thrive in that role, but it, it would be about we're going to get you easier shots and you have to buy into certain defensive principles, certain conditioning principles. And that's where the conversation starts and ends. Like, like truthfully, to Ethan, to your point, if Harden balks at that kind of stuff, then no, they're not going to make the trade regardless of his talent, regardless of his scoring ability. If he's not buying in, it's not going to happen. But if he were to say, I'm all in, I'm going to trim 25 pounds and and do the body fat thing and, and buy into it, I mean, I, I, I don't know. But again... See, that's not fair. That's not fair. All you have to do is shave his beard to get 25 pounds off. Right, right. And but, you know, it's weird, though. Like, How many of you have had the wings at Tootsie's? He's not losing 25 pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's hey. a good call. He's not losing. They serve food at Tootsie's? There is. It's good. Oh, I've never, Are you serious? I've never know. I know. It's I'm good. joking. <laughs> Man, Manny was about to jump in. Like what? <laughs> yeah, he almost... Manny popped in. About... Look at that. Look at that. It's, I mean, the... it's, it's about... Can we talk? Can we talk about players that the Heat are actually have a okay, chance we'll at getting? One, one more. Thing. We did 15 minutes on Harden, no, I, and we're... Look, we just, look. We just did 30 on on Giannis, and we did 55 on Oladipo. So we can do 20 on Harden. But look, let me. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let me close the book on this real quick, though. What would it take? Because that's what people are asking. Let, well, who would be left? Who would Jimmy be left? and Bam. It would take everyone. And that's just that. I mean, it, it, this is the other thing. Like, do we really want $75 million tied up in Harden and Jimmy going forward? Like, yes. I guess, I guess, I guess this is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, the more that I actually think about this, because you can add another max guy and keep all these guys in 2021. Like, what are we doing right now? Are well, we Harden, but if Harden is the max guy, then I'm good with it, man. Like, I just think like, but you're losing all the other talent that you have. Whereas you yeah. can add a max guy. Maybe you could even trade for a max guy. That's not necessarily on the market. Karan, keep all these guys. 
Karan Butler, Lamar Odom, and Brian Grant say hello, Leif. It doesn't like listen. If the James Harden is there, like you do what you have to do. Like I'm sure they can keep Hero or Duncan, right? Um, maybe they mm. could somehow figure. No, there's no. First of all, you're not you're not sending Hero and not Duncan in a trade. Houston in the preseason. I bet you they would keep Duncan. Maybe that'll help. Although I'm telling you, you're going to be able. To... Did it against us there anymore? If if that's right. if Alpha's right, if they could keep Duncan or Hero, then I'm all in. Clear conscience. I don't care about it. I said I think it would take both of them. No, I don't think so. Uh, first of all, I don't think it's happening. Right. So who really cares? All right, sorry. So let's <laughs> let's let's pivot to things that might actually happen here in the last ten minutes. Um, uh, Greg and I talked about this kind of on a trial thing I was doing this morning. But let, let's get. I want to get talk about Christian Wood a little bit because this this got some attention. Oh, you know, I think it's a nitty gritty. Let's go. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, this is more legitimate. I mean, you're talking about a guy who you know I I don't know who put it on Twitter that he could go for the nine and a half million mid level if that is the mid level. I mean, that's a hell of a bargain if you could get a guy, yeah. guy like that the way he played this year. Uh, I'll go to you on this, Alex. How does his game fit next to – he says he wants to win. How does his game fit next to Bams? Uh, honestly, Christian Wood, uh, I don't know enough about him. What I do know is that the one time that I did uh, look into a little bit his game and his actually his production when you compare him to other guys that we talked about in regards to uh, free agent bigs who you might be able to get with a mid-level – you know, I compared him to to Millsap and Ibaka, and Woods' numbers were just as good. I don't have him, uh, you know, on me right now. I don't know. I don't have exactly what he was better at, but he was comparable. And the guy is obviously, you know, a lot younger than Ibaka and Millsap. So I, I, I would, I think that would be a really good option. I don't think he is that guy, like a, you know, an Aaron Baines or an Ibaka, where you get him specifically for protecting the rim down low. Not that he's a bad defensive player, you know, but. I think that's where the difference. I think he's probably more ahead as a shooter, especially since he's really young. And again, like the mid-level, I think that would be a really good price for him. The problem would be getting him to, uh, you know, do it for a one-year deal. And a, a young guy like that is probably going to look for a multi-year deal right now, especially coming out of Detroit where, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know that he wants. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wants to stay in Detroit. Why would you want to stay in Detroit? Uh, Nobody so, wants to stay in Detroit. No, says, but, but Greg, isn't what Alice is talking about? Isn't that kind of the halfway move we talked about last night, where you might be willing to give a guy like that years? If you're talking about nine or ten million, you're not talking about you, you're still going to have a max slot if you do that. You right? I mean, would, you would. Right? So a, a couple things would happen this summer. You would um, essentially still have the ability to bring back all of the free agents that you want to keep, Goran and Jay. Um, and then the next summer, as long as you haven't spent long from a long-term money, so on 2021's books, as long as you haven't spent more than $15 million, you can still afford a max. So you could conceivably sign Christian Wood to more than a one-year deal, and you still have a max slot. 
But I, I don't know that they've seen a big enough sample size of him because I'm looking at his numbers now. And, I, you know, like this is I'm being a box score watcher. There's a friend of mine that would really get at me about this. But uh, 13 points and six rebounds. But I think those averages came up considerably towards the end of the year. He was more like a 19 and nine kind of player. I think that's I mean, I'm I'm just going off when memory. Blake went out. When, when Blake I, went out. Yes. I just I just don't know that he's played 62 games and he started 12 of them. Like to con- if it's going to take four years, I'm out. What, what do we say? I mean, I mean, I mean we, Alf, when you look at it from this perspective, Christian Wood feels, and this came in a couple times, not from a personality standpoint, but from a coming out of nowhere and emerging as a player standpoint, feels a little like kind of the white side Tyler Johnson kind of thing where Miami develops a player and then he gets overpaid. Uh, would you be concerned about that from the other direction? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I never heard about, never heard of Christian Wood until today. <laughs> the most honest, honest man on this damn podcast. I know. Right I've no, I just looked at it. I was like 13 and six. That looks good. I don't is, is he shoot threes. I have no idea. I'm not so going to. He can shoot. He can, it's okay. I have no idea. I'd rather a Baca. Give me a Baca or somebody. All right. Let's, uh, He's 39% on two attempts from three. Oh, that's nice. Wait, he how said, are you thirty nine percent? Oh, two attempts per game. I was like, I thought it was like a white side thing with two attempts total. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> the math doesn't add up there, like at all. All right, well, Alf, I'll go to you on this. Then, is there anybody who's been sort of talked about in the past couple of days that intrigues you more than someone else does for maybe a one year option? I said Abaka. Um, uh, I don't know if Abaka would take one year. Uh, guys like Millsap, I, I give it to Alex. He talks about Aaron Baines a lot. That's intriguing to me. Um, yeah. It's embarrassing how much they talk about him. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of yeah. creepy, but, you know. He has I, a stand account, so, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, uh, you know, guys like that, people, you know, I just, I feel like there's not going to be a big signing. I think those, you know, the Jay Crowder, Iggy type of signings this offseason, I think, are going to be, you know, the little things that kind of prop up what this team already is. And I think Aaron Baines does stuff like that. Um, he he gives uh, relief to Bam from banging with bigs uh, the entire game. Um, I believe is he's a decent shooter, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Um, and he's he can fine. do it. He can do enough to stretch. So, like, there's, there's, you know, when people start talking about, you know, just some of these bigs that are just stiffs, I don't want them next to Bam because you need a guy who can do a little bit of what Myers and uh, and Kelly can do when you're playing next to Bam because people don't respect Bam from three at all. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's you're, you're you're talking more of the tertiary guys. I don't see a big signing this summer. A uh, couple of names that came in. Let's talk about them. Harry Giles and Jeremy Grant. And apparently Leroy Jenkins, according to the commentary. Right. Well, that one <laughs> what, what, what do we think? What do we think? I mean, Harry Giles was a guy who was supposed to be a top five prospect and then kept blowing out his knee. No, is no, that, no. You forgot that, the most he, important part. He got drafted by Sacramento. Well, right. Exactly. I mean, is he, is he a guy? Is he a guy that the Heat would take a flyer on? I, th- I think so. That's a classic reclamation project where he's shown that he's had the talent, the polish, all the things. I mean, he was a top 10 pick. Um, did he, he may have gotten drafted in the top 10. I, I can't remember, but I know he no, was he even did. thought of, he was he thought is. of as a top five talent going yeah. into that draft. And I guess like that would be a circumstance where I would be open to it. And I also think you could maybe get him on a prove it kind of deal. So like that, 
or a veteran that's willing to come for one year are the kind of more viable options. Uh, I, another name that popped up, and I'll just hop over to it, is Jeremy Grant. He's getting more than one year, so that's just a non I mean, he's going to get a four-year deal, in my opinion, or a three-year deal at least. Uh, so that's just not really an option, I don't think. Jeremy what Grant you- reminds me of the power forwards they've had. He's he's a, he's a Haslam. He's a Grant Long. He's a Brian Grant. He's their type, but they're not going to. You're right. They're not going to spend four years. What would That's you guys? An interesting one. Nor, um, Norris Noel is an interesting one. Um, is that so. a yeah. one year flyer? He never lived up to the potential, but I mean, he does. But I, does he get more than one year? That's vet minimum stuff, though. I mean, that's not. He's not getting exception money, in my opinion. Right. Would you guys give Boogie one year? Vet minimum? Yes. yes. I've always been in on Boogie. I've always loved the idea of him playing for the Heat. I just think it's so tough to be adding guys who aren't, like, good at defense now. Like, I think with the limited amount of stuff that they do have, I would appreciate – you know, obviously I do want them to re-sign Dragic and Crowder, but if they are going to add another guy, I would my preference is a defensive guy. So that's why I, I'm not all the way in on, on that. But here's one reason I think they may be all the way in on is the Calipari thing again. Like, I, I think if they, you know, Pat has to be monitoring DeMarcus Cousins more than anybody else's. I, I, don't, I don't think he would, if DeMarcus Cousins was even, if we knew he was even 70% healthy, he's a top mm-hmm. five center in the NBA offensively, isn't he? If he's 70%. Mm-hmm. And one, one thing I'll say next to Bam, you don't need a, I don't think you need a super uh, defensive big. You got, you just need a guy who's big. Sometimes like you just need a guy who has size and can rebound. I don't think you need an ultimate rim protector because their whole scheme is to not let people get to the rim in the first place, Um, which is why some of that point of attack stuff was really, really concerning all year. And one of the things we really need to talk about, which it doesn't seem to be a market for is a defensive guard. Um, Like where, where are those guys this off season? Because I, I see a lot of people keep bringing up Drew, and yes, I would I, honestly. I think Drew is one of the most perfect fits for this team. But it just, what would it take to get him? Is it worth it? And does, is it worth? I don't know if it's going to blow up twenty twenty one. I don't think it does. Um, but I think it it, it makes twenty twenty one a little bit more difficult. Is Drew Holiday worth that? And that's that's one of those things you got to really think about. Uh, Alex, you mentioned you liked a couple of guys. Uh, Javon Carter is one. Is he free? In Phoenix, uh, I, be I believe option. I believe uh, Javon Carter is a free agent. I'm looking that up right now. I had a, a couple other guys in mind when you're just talking about maybe uh, you know some cheaper guard defenders that might be available out there. Ever heard of Josh Richardson? <laughs> no. You know what? Let's do that. Let's do that. that, that oh that's God! The topic I wanted to get to today uh, <laughs> because that did get a lot of play on social media, and and I think that people are they're thinking of Josh in this, in a sense that he would not be on this heat team anymore. Like, uh, like the people who don't want Josh are thinking of Josh dribbling the ball off at, out of bounds as a number one option. Let, let's just get to here before it w- what it would take to get him. Okay. Cause he wants out. It's clear. And he wants back. That's clear. Okay. So how would he fit? Like if you put Josh on this team, like let's say you replace, I don't know, none in Olenek and a first, like how does how does that look? Does does Josh start next to Jimmy? Is he your sixth man with Goron? Like what is yeah most likely? You could do either. I think, he's, I think, I think he's he comes sixth man. Agreed. Because I just feel like he has the ability to play multiple positions. And I do agree with you that he would have a whole total different role. Um, I think he would actually really fit perfectly. There's a lot of stuff he can do with his length. And I know that he would frustrate us at times, but he would be in a more limited offensive role. Um 
And it would also just be beautiful to get Josh Richardson back when that's who we had to trade away to get Jimmy Butler. So there's part of me that just wants to laugh at the Sixers. So, like, let's just yes. make it happen for that reason. We'll worry about fit later. Alex, but you were the one who threw this out there, though, that, that this is something you want to see. What, what would you give up? Oh, I love it, man. I mean, honestly, I think, like, if you could uh, – if a package of Olenek and Dunn gets it done, I'm good with it, man. And, again, like, I, I feel like I'm always – like kind of throwing none in there. And I'm, I, I really don't want to sound like I'm always trying to, you know, talk down on him, you know, but I, I think again, the defense stuff, like he's a perfect fit. They need a guard defender and not, and he's not just a guard defender. We've seen him here. I think he would be in the perfect role over here. Right. Like he, he, like you said earlier, he wouldn't be, you know, trying to run pick a role. I, I think all of us saw when that was happening, that wasn't going to work. And, you know, we appreciated Spo for trying to develop his young guys but that was never going to be his role, and I think he wouldn't play that here, even if he – I mean, you could theoretically start him as well. Like, I think he would fit regardless, and he could fit in all types of lineups. Again, he is Bam's – he was Bam's best friend on the team before he left, and I think Bam would definitely appreciate that, knowing that he's going to be your franchise player going forward, so that <laughs> he's not too expensive. And uh, apparently the Sixers are looking for <laughs> – to get off of some money because they're the Sixers. What? And- Why would they? They have the <laughs> – it's like the best starting lineup in the league. Wasn't Josh Harris supposed to be one of like the the richest owners in the league or whatever? Yes, you know the Trump guy. Yes, yeah. It doesn't listen. I don't care how rich you are. You if you're you're cutting checks to Tobias Harris, you're looking for ways to cut expenses. <laughs> right. I don't Aaron care how ben much Horford. money you got. Yeah, they, they got the payroll of of the Kevin Durant Warriors, but got swept in the first round. <laughs> for the first round. Suckers. Four max. Right, just just on its on its face, guys. On its face. Josh Richardson, from a defensive standpoint and a health standpoint and a quote-unquote culture standpoint, is a better fit than Victor Oladipo. He doesn't I have the so. offensive upside that Vic does, but the other stuff, like, right? Yeah. I you, mean, you know what you're getting from Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that Oladipo's peak is a different stratosphere than we're talking here. And if you're trying to go into a meeting with Giannis with the most impact, uh, a fully healthy depot is a different player than Josh is, but a fully healthy depot. We don't know if that's coming. So. I like the move. I I mean, and Josh is a free agent in 21, right? So you're clearing off that money. You make a decision with him after the fact. I, I don't, I mean, it's not a sexy move, but Josh would have been on the floor at the end of games. Yep. Dribbling off his foot. He was trying to stop Rondo from getting to the cup with ease. I mean, when KCP. I mean, yeah. Yeah, And and Jimmy was just too tired to even try. Um, So. Yeah. I I don't know. It's an interesting one. By the way, the commenters know what they're talking about, man. They uh, a few people have already thrown in DeAnthony Melton. That was actually going to be one of the names I mentioned. Gary Gary Payton Jr. Chris, does Chris Dunn do anything for you guys? Yes. He's another defensive guard. He, oh, he be would good. be great. I think he may get priced out of Miami's range, but that would be a great fit. Yeah, he could really defend. He could defend, but he never developed anything else, right? Like, he, he when yeah. he came out, I mean, he was a top five pick. He was supposed to, uh, you know, be, be an way better guard by now. <laughs> it, it never really happened. No, I'm with DR that Josh doesn't have shot creation like a healthy Oladipo. I understand that, but I'm talking about the other. The things that you're getting Oladipo for, right? Aaron Fox. Yeah, of course. He he does a lot of those <laughs> things. Yes, Aaron Fox. <laughs> I'm still mad that Ethan went to me on Christian Wood. Like, come on, dude. You know. <laughs> I'm not, I don't even – I barely watch <laughs> this. I, that's I, – I would – if you if you put him out here and asked me who is that, 
I, I would have no idea. You know, Maddie, you need to do that. This is got. <laughs> hey, there we go. That I know hey, that Al, face. You do a pad? Oh, good. Put it up. Hey, if you don't want your balls looking like this guy's face, <laughs> go ahead and go to manscaped.com and use the code the number 5RSN. That's 5RSN for 20% off your order. Do not let your genitals look like Tony Brothers' face. Do something about it. It's 2020 and nobody's trying to see that anymore. Once again, if you don't want your balls looking like Tony Brothers' face, go to manscaped.com. Use the code 5, that's the number 5, RSN, for 20% off your order. Back to you, Ethan. Why is Dick Bavette on there? <laughs> what, what is this? Tony is going to sue five reasons for everything, and none of us are ever going to get paid again. I'm going to be pissed, man. Yeah, I think I Dick I think Dick Bavetta is there for, for white people's balls. Like, you don't want to. Oh, Steve Javi. And you just, and you just don't want to look like ones. this asshole. Throw us some other ones. I sat next to Steve Javi on a cross-country flight. I, Did I he never, lie to you like he I, lies to us every NBA game about fouls? I never wanted That's to listen to any, any talk about officiating ever again after that particular what's his, flight. What's his title? for? for so does he work for the, the actual networks? No, he, he works for the network now. Yeah, he works for the network. He doesn't work for – says Tony Brothers needs Browscape. Uh, <laughs> yes, that comes in on the comments. I, he he uh, he works for. He's the just network. a paid referee representative. Anyway. He's just paid to always defend them. That's his, yeah. Is that it? My, my, and, my and favorite, lie to my us. Fa- my favorite flight story. I'll tell this one before we go. My favorite flight story. That the person, uh, two people I sat next to on a flight. One was Chris Weber, who didn't stop talking the whole time. But the other, I sat down and Hubie Brown sat next to me. It was a four-hour oh, man. education on. Oh everything. man, I would and love that. It can same. It continued until we got out into we were in the Atlanta airport because we had to connect, and he stops like like you walk out of the airport, you get past the front of the gate, and he stops and he goes. So Ethan, this is what I was saying here on the plane. You got, <laughs> you got this guy, you know, you're running motion offense with this, and people were like gathering around, uh, like by, a sermon. <laughs> Who he is on that broadcast? Is, That's what happens to Hubie yeah. Speaks. Is who he is. It's it's That's amazing. It's unbelievable. There he is, Hubie Brown. <laughs> and when you him. consider that he shoots fifty six percent, this Yo. pilot has landed ninety five percent of his planes. <laughs> Yo, they they need to replace Mark Jackson with Hubie. They do. They need to replace with anybody. I would love that. With, I would love with, that. With a mute button. Where's okay. Hubie, man? Where? I feel like I can't remember the last time I heard him broadcast a game. They need to bring him back, man. He's better than most of the people they got. Does UB Brown use Manscaped? Throw him back up. <laughs> what do we? What do you think? His balls are as smooth as eggs. <laughs> <laughs> if you want your balls to look like UB Brown's balles, go to manscaped.com and use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN for 20% off your order. Back to you, Ethan. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> who should they replace Mark Jackson with? Anybody. Virtually yeah. anybody. Chris Bosch. Jeff Van Gundy gets that Houston job and they don't get Mark Jackson off the air. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I've heard that all the players and the new general manager in Houston don't want Jeff Van Gundy. They want John Lucas. So if you see them get Jeff Van Gundy as the head coach, I would expect Harden to be traded. Oh, Oh, that, yeah. that is some good information, Leif. Damn. Wow. I had to sneak it in that. there. By the way, I'm hearing Sam Van Gundy's down the front runner for the New Orleans job. Front runner. 
which will not stop him from tweeting at the GOP and Trump 24 hours a day. But, He's going to be doing it on the sidelines. Stand. But it's we'll stop him, like you said on the pod, from ever trading Drew Holiday. Yes. He won't trade Stan Van Gundy is never oh, trading fuck. Drew Holiday. No, no way. Damn. So there yeah, you go. I'm gonna put that together, man. Later. Shout out right, to Stan. So, yeah. That's a hell of a job. So we have John Lucas to Houston, and we've got Stan Van Gundy to New Orleans. Um, Doc has already gone to Philadelphia. What? Uh, Nash has gone to Brooklyn. What jobs are still available? Oh, Indiana. We got to talk about Indiana. Ty Lue got the Clippers job. Down to three candidates. Okay. See. Yeah, Indiana, OKC, Houston. They're down to three candidates, and one is believed to be an Antoni, and another one is somebody who is not either of the Heat assistants. So one of the Heat assistants has apparently been eliminated. Finch, Finch Finch is the guy that I thought it was. And then they had Billups. Billups was in the mix, but then Billups obviously is off to where now? L.A.? Oh, he's going to be assistant in L.A. With, with, With Lou. Okay. Oh, with the Clippers. Okay. The so Heat might get lucky. I, I they may not get poached this time. I don't okay. know. It's funny. Everybody's come after the Heat people, and nobody has actually gotten any yeah. of them, right? Um, Quality of life. So yeah. no, nope. Nobody wants to leave. That's the <laughs> Riley Mafia conversation that takes place. You don't leave. You don't need the family. No, you don't it, it is. It's Hotel California. It, it, <laughs> Jeff Gisdelic, like, like. And it was ostracized. Like as soon as he left, Mark Ivorodi and Jeff Fisdelic, they left. You never heard from them again. That was it. They just Fisdale's came. still part of the family, at least. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Because Fisdale's trashed the, the organizations he's left, so he he still has that Heat life. They did take Juwan to Michigan, but the Heat were endorsed to that particular. One hundred percent. They 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 were okay with that one. They suggested Lance Stevenson for the point of attack defender. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Blowing your ear. Uh, what point of attack is he defending? I don't understand. I, I want to make one announcement other than telling you to go to prize picks and use the code five. We have too many different codes. I, I got, we got to streamline the codes. We got a code five F I B E go to prizepicks.com, sign up. You'll double your deposit. If you use that code, it's a lot more fun than DraftKings or FanDuel. So make sure you check it out. If you play daily fantasy throw 20 bucks in, give it a shot one night. You'll enjoy it. Um, certainly with the, uh, with the NFL games coming up this weekend, that's something that you want to do. The other thing I want to announce to be an official announcement tomorrow, we are going to be on a real radio station at five reasons. Um, it is, uh, an internet station. It's not over the air, but it's a station that's going to be starting here in South Florida. There's a lot of hosts, you know, including a host who also works for five reasons sports, who has been a host at five sixty uh, for a while or was for a while. And I'm going to have a show there every day, 10 AM to 11 AM. Eastern, so right against Dash Radio, so choose which one you want to listen to. But 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern every single day. It's going to be the Five Reasons Hour, a little bit of live stuff, but then we're going to have a guest every day from our contributors. So uh, it's I'm not going to bring on uh, – we're going to bring on our regular guests on Five on the Floor, but that show is going to be just – we're just promoting Five Reasons contributors. So today Leif did a test run with me. Um, I'll have a different guest on, obviously, you know, from our Dolphins crew, Alfredo, Josh Houts, obviously the guys from Five on the Floor. I'll have some of our Canes guys on, Kylie Wang, too, on hockey. So we're going to rotate the guests. That'll be every day. Tomorrow, I'll release the information about where you can find it. And uh, the, the best thing about that is it's like this format. We'll take calls. So one of the segments is just going to be calls. So we could do something pretty cool. So that so we're adding to the Five Reasons portfolio, uh, and we appreciate it. Um, a lot of you are familiar with Big O. He's involved in this, uh, as is uh, – I guess I'll give it away. No, no I won't. I'll, I'll, you'll figure out who the other host <laughs> is tomorrow because I always give away the stuff too early. 
All right. And then <laughs> Alf make an appearance. It's At 9 in the morning? Drunk by then? At 10 a.m.? Hey, depends on what day it is. The days I it mean, in and why. Yeah, those days usually. All right, that's good. Uh, I, I thought it was 9 a.m., 10 a.m., yeah, for sure. I'll be fucked up by then. 10 a.m., I'll, I'll make sure to hold the show until you're wasted enough. Uh, Al- Alice will just be getting off the road, right? Yeah. Well, I, I will have been up for five hours. Exactly. That's right. Uh, Manny, Ch- Manny Chang, thank you for producing today. Appreciate that. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll have more stuff coming up on our YouTube channel. Again, check out the Oladipo episode. Check out... The BAM episode, go to manscaped.com, use fire of RSN, go to prizepicks.com and use the code five F I V E. And that's it. I got nothing else to say. Christian Shout Wood. out Hubie Brown. Shout who's out that, Hubie Brown. Who's that last guy? Christian Wood. Oh, okay. Yeah, sign him. He looks like he could play. He looks like he could play ball. Point of got attack. It. Strawberry juice. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Five.